Dana's gonna replace me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm replaceable. <laughs> Girl, no, never. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, aka it's Dana B. And I'm Michelle at Modernly Michelle. And we are excited to celebrate our eighth episode. Yay! So I know it probably doesn't seem like a big milestone, but I was telling Michelle that I read an article and it stated that most people fall off after the seventh episode. Um, and there was an, I don't think it's called the seventh episode itch, but it's called something where a lot of new podcasters just don't make it past episode seven. It's crazy. Well, that's not going to be us. <laughs> Shout out to us not being a statistic. Come on now. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off with our strawberries and lemon as always. And Michelle and I, we were saying how this kind of feels like a slow news week. Um, we just don't know what's going on. There's not much in the news outside of politics, stay home orders, and a lot of stuff around COVID-19. So with that being said, we decided to talk about how the states, they're opening back up. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? This is very political in nature. On the one hand, people who are concerned about the economy and wanting to make sure that it doesn't become stagnant and slow down and all this other stuff, they want the U.S. to open back up because if the U.S. opens back up, people spend more money, businesses can stay in business, things of that nature. So I get that aspect of it. But on the other hand, a lot of people don't understand, myself included, why we're worried about the economy when people's lives are at risk. Mm, that's a good point. I don't know. That just makes that just makes me think of America for some reason. Like <laughs> hearing that like lives are at stake, yeah. but money though. Right. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I understand both sides of it. I, I just think that if we look at other countries, say China, for example, or uh, Italy, those are the two cases that come to mind. They executed an extreme lockdown, for lack of a better word. And that was the only way they were able to really um, confine COVID-19. Uh, that was the only way they were able to get things back to normal because they made sure people stayed home. So with that being said, I'm just... I'm kind of torn because I know that the U.S. were all about freedoms and liberties and I'm an American. You can't tell me what to do, but sometimes you do have to sacrifice a little bit for the good of the whole, if that makes sense. Girl, you didn't see those people protesting about the fact that they were being forced to stay home, girl. <laughs> I saw a sign that said, I'm an American. I deserve a haircut. <laughs> I, the way I side eyed, like what? You know, I could have, that was the last thing I would have expected. And I don't know why you would think we would be conditioned to see that and be like, oh, okay. The protesters are here. But I was like, are you seriously complaining about the fact that like, I get it. You know, it's been a, a shock for all of us who's gotten right. used to, or who are acclimated with, or not, excuse me, not acclimated. Those who are accustomed 
to Mm -hmm. always having their hair done, their nails, whatever it may be, just upkeep for yourself. I get it. But to sit there, get a cardboard box, get a marker, be enraged enough to write that out. (laughs) Take your wife, take your people, (laughs) your fellow protesters, drive to the Capitol buildings and protest the fact that you can't get your $12 haircut from Barbary or wherever you go. Haircuttery. Haircut. Are you? How ghetto is that? I was like, if you don't go somewhere and sit down. Right. That is so, so very accurate. Um, So I I really, honestly, I'm on both sides of the fence. Because on the one hand, I do care about people's lives. I do understand the necessity of taking the precautions and sacrificing now so that eventually we can go back to the normal, whatever normal looks like. But on the other hand, I'm not going to lie. I did want to get my nails and my hair done because I am one of those people accustomed to it. And as much as I was complaining to myself, um, as much as I was complaining and like, I can't wait to get my nails and my hair done. I was willing. I am willing to wait it out until it's safe for everyone involved. I agree. I agree. And, you know, like the state of Georgia was the first state to reopen regarding like, um, (laughs) non-essential quote-unquote like non-essential businesses such as nail salons um hair shops and different things like that so I actually found out that our governor was actually in charge of the Georgia State Cosmetology Board oh so it actually makes sense that he was basically you know capping for those businesses because one he knows the amount of income of course that can be generated for the economy for georgia's economy so of course and then on top of that he used to run the board so he knew like he had to rep for his fellow people oh so it's all one big circle yeah girl (laughs) how has it been at your state so um our governor actually wanted to officially wait to open back up on june 10th but of course with protesters and Um, People just not being here for it because they're so concerned about the Virginia economy. They put pressure on him to open earlier than that. So he set up, like many states, he created, he and his team created a phased plan where the state would open up in phase one, two, and I believe three. So I know for the first phase, which was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was like May 10th. So that was nail salons, hair salons, things of that nature, they can open back up, but by appointment only. Uh, Everyone was required, I believe, to wear a mask if you were going to a hair salon or nail salon. Gyms were not able to be open at all yet. And restaurants were able to allow dining, but only at 50% capacity and only outside dining. Gotcha. So he, there were other parts of the different phases as well, but I think he was trying to find the balance of, I really think we should wait till June 10. And at the end of the day, no matter what I think as a medical professional, I'm still the governor of the state. So I have to take into consideration what my constituents want. So I I know for him in every leader in any political position, it's a difficult decision because it's not a decision that only impacts you and your family. It impacts so many lives. So I know it can be difficult. So I'm trying to extend grace to him 
um, and everyone really, because I cannot imagine being the one responsible for making these decisions, no matter which side you're on, no matter how you decide to implement anything, there's going to be somebody or a lot of people, as a matter of fact, who are angry, dissatisfied and want to see you not in that and want to remove you from that position. Yeah, I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. I couldn't imagine that either being like having all that pressure and having to make that decision. And right. actually, when I was driving the other day, I'm not sure who paid for it, what organization, if it was a person, I don't know who it was, but there was a billboard that said, thank you, Governor Kemp, for reopening Georgia. And it had his picture and everything. So you can tell that all of the Southerners here in Georgia were like, listen, wow. like <laughs> <laughs> they were happy about that. We're so grateful. Thank you for giving us our barbershops and our bowling alleys back. <laughs> you in this bowling alley? No, that got me so mad. I was like, are you serious? Like, did your grandma like submit a pitch in order for the bowling alleys to be reopened? Because come on, like, really? Girl. Yeah, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I see both sides. I completely understand. Um, the fact remains that we're Americans and we're spoiled and we're accustomed to a certain lifestyle. So we see anything that infringe on our freedom as a threat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I think rightfully so. Why, why not? So it, it's a complicated issue, to be honest. But not to make light of the situation. But again, I was on Twitter. <laughs> And I saw this tweet that said, if you want to go out and gather in large social settings, why even advertise it? And I had to agree with that because other people were replying and saying, if you want to risk Rona, risk it in peace. There's no need for you to record you putting yourself and others at risk. But we're in such a culture where it's necessary to show everything that we're doing that sometimes we don't use common sense. Like if I'm going to go out, if I'm going to go to the beach right now and celebrate Memorial Day with barbecue and my friends and all of that, why would I record that and put on Instagram? Because that's what we're accustomed to. We're conditioned to do that, to just have to share and to overshare and to always be saying things and always be posting things. So it's in our nature now. I think that that might be a good thing because people can't commit crimes because they talk too much. But on the other hand, it's like, learn to move in silence. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Thank you for that reference, Twitter liaison. (laughs) So I don't know about you. (laughs) I don't know about you. I would just like to say that was from the great philosopher Lil Wayne. Yes, Lil Wayne. You got to say Lil. Lil Wayne. So, um, I don't know about you, but Atlanta traffic has, has been picking back up. I've Mm -hmm. been seeing crowds of people like out walking about no masks. And I almost thought for a second that this whole coronavirus thing was like one big, like long, bad dream. (laughs) I was like, did I make this up? (laughs) Right. Because like, why are we... Do we get clearance? Are we back to normal life? Like, what's going on? No, but that's a real question. I think a lot of people are like, okay, the state's opening back up. What is coronavirus? It never existed. So, hey, look at us sitting at home recording podcast episodes. At least we're safe. (laughs) At least we're safe. 
So with that being said, I will say the strawberry of this is more dollars being put into our economy. Small businesses are able to open back up and generate income and revenue for their business. But the lemon is that lives will be put at risk. We don't know what this will result in. Like, will we get a second wave? Will we be fine before the vaccination or before the vaccine is created? There are a lot of questions that I think we need to consider. But at the end of the day, people are grown. They're going to do what they want to do. We just have to protect ourselves to the best of our abilities. Yeah, that's true. Stay safe out there, guys. If you can, please wear masks. Um, Please still keep your social distancing. Please still wash your hands and sanitize. And let's just try to be smart during these times. Well said, my friend. Well said. So, guys, it's time for us to transition into our next section, which you guys are actually used to hearing us rant. And we have something a little different for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peep my voice change. <laughs> so... <laughs> We are so excited to announce a new segment that we're going to be introducing into our podcast, and it is called Couch Therapy. So basically, during this time, what we're going to do is we're going to be accepting questions from our audience, and we're going to spend that time answering those questions. So whether it's like some type of advice that you need, if you have a specific question that you would like uh, us to answer and kind of give our opinions on, we would use this time to do so. So we are excited to be kicking it off. And we actually have our first one today. Like I said, clap, clap, clap. Whoa. Uh, Enter woe here. And (laughs) let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey, Michelle and Dana, I'm truly, truly enjoying the podcast. Um, I definitely wanted to say, you know, congrats to you guys. And the podcast is amazing. Um, I've had the pleasure of listening to it and it's just been awesome. Um, I did have a question that I wanted to ask you guys. So what would you guys, what are your top three things to do um, when you're like when you're experiencing a funk and you're trying to get yourself out of the funk, what are t- three tips that you would give to, you know, get yourself out of that bad space? So before we answer that, I would like to say we are not licensed professionals when it comes to counseling, psychology or any of that. So this is strictly our opinion, our advice. Take it with a grain of salt. Like I've heard the older people say, eat the meat, throw away the bone. Take what's for you and what's not for you. Just let it sit here in the airwaves. Yes. Thank you, Dana, so much for that. Uh, Disclaimer? Disclaimer. There's the word. I lost it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Pregnancy brain. I completely went flat. Like, I (laughs) promise you it was like flat line. Like, I was just staring at Dana for a second. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So we first want to tell our, not our guest, what should we call her? Hmm, good question. Oh, we got to think of a name for you guys when you guys submit it. Yeah, I don't know. But we, let's, for right now we'll call her our listener because that's what she is. So we first want to tell our listener, thank you so much for your support. 
Thank you uh, for sending in this question. We think it's a really good one, and I personally am excited to answer it. I hope that you find this advice useful, and um, here we go. Yes, and we also like to thank you, too. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. Thank you. Uh, okay, so basically you're asking for three tips to get yourself out of a funk or what to do when you're in a funk. And I would say the first tip that we were able to come up with is acceptance. Yeah. I feel like so many times we find ourselves when we're in a funk or we're going through something where we don't necessarily accept the fact that it's happening, we kind of just either try to deal with it immediately or just try to sweep it under the rug. I know Mm -hmm. that's how I was for a while. Like sometimes because I'm such a level-headed person almost all the time, whenever I would experience something and even like sometimes some funks come out of nowhere, right? It's not like there's an exact reason as to why you're going through something. You may just not be having a great day. And I would just chop it to like, oh, you're just emotional, like move on, girl, like you're doing a lot. And I feel like sometimes like, well, not sometimes, well, I feel like what I've learned in particular is that you have to accept the fact that every day is not going to be a great day. Right. You're currently going through something right now. And now's the time to figure out how you can improve it and fix it and get yourself Mm -hmm. out of that funk. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a very, very good point. I will add, if you notice that you're in a funk for longer than like a day or two, and it's often that maybe you need to consider seeking a professional because it might be more serious than just a bad day. Uh, If you have like a history of depression in your family or you've dealt with depression yourself in the past, there comes a point where you have to accept that this is Um, a time where you need to reach out for help. So don't be afraid to do that when necessary. And to add to the first thing of acceptance, if it's just a funk, you know, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you're just having a bad day. I live by the model that if you look good, you feel good. So set yourself a hair appointment. If you do your own hair, spend a couple of hours, you know, loving on yourself by doing your hair, get your nails done or do your nails yourself. Um, Anything you can, that'll give you that extra boost of confidence when you look in the mirror. So that's, I think after you've kind of sat down, you've accepted the fact that you're having a bad day. Um, you don't feel in the mood right now. Just sort of get up, help yourself look pretty. If you're a guy, handsome, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that'll be, um, an ego booster in a sense and a mood lifter. Hmm. Yeah. And I also would like to add to that as well. Cause I agree. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, if you look good, you feel good. And I also would say too, You can also spend time with yourself as well. I feel like sometimes some funks come out of a place where you're just so busy, you're so overwhelmed, you have so much on your plate and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm just not feeling my best right now because I feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions and I have nothing left to give. And that's where you should spend time pouring back into yourself. So after you've done whatever that may be to make yourself look good on the outside, also make sure that you spend some time with yourself on the inside and do little things that you enjoy. Carve some time out for you and to use that time to really figure it out. So if it's like reading a book, 
if it's putting your phone or like not scrolling on Instagram and putting all of your social apps away and maybe playing some relaxing music. I've actually been doing that lately and I've been enjoying it. Mm, that's good. Yes. I've that's been playing good. relaxing music and reading a book and just spending some time where I just like zone out from like all things content and all of that. And I feel like that has definitely helped me just on a regular basis, but I can definitely see how that could help during a funk as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just different things like that. Whatever that whatever that looks like for you, maybe it is watching TV because you never have time to watch TV. Whatever that is, right. do some things that make you feel good on the inside and on the outside. Do both. That is so good, Michelle. That is like, I was nodding really hard as you were saying it because for me, I think when people meet me, they automatically just assume like, oh, you're an extrovert. You have to be around people. You're so social and outgoing, which is true, but I also really value my alone time. And if I've had a super busy week, I call it being on, right? Where I go to work, I network, uh, I have a networking event, I have happy hour, I have to go to, like I have all these things on my plate. I may enjoy it at that time, but by the time the weekend gets here, after being on for three to five days, I am completely drained. I can't focus. I can't talk to my friends. I just need a day to sit by myself. So I love your point of turning off all social media. I'm known to turn off my phone and stick it in a drawer for a day, taking that time to pray. I'm big on praying. Um, If meditation works for you, taking opportunity to meditate and just be, this is so cliche, but be at one with yourself. Take the time to ask yourself questions. Why do I feel this way? What is going on? Like, how am I feeling? Why? You know what I mean? All these kind of questions uh, helps with your self-reflection and kind of puts you back on your A game, if that makes sense. Let me tell you, self-reflection has been the name of the game for Absolutely. me. Yeah. And I just feel like I never used to do that. I would always just keep going, like throw things aside, not deal with it. And I feel like that self-reflection time, it's so crazy how much you can know about other people and not know about yourself. Woo! Hold on. Just a moment of silence right there because that was good. For real. Because like someone will ask you, oh, so how are you doing? Your Our cliche answer is, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But are you really doing fine? Or why? Like if you do something that's like off the wall, you're like, dang, I don't even know why I did that. Why am I feeling this way? Right. It's because you need to spend more time learning you and figuring out what your triggers are when you know for a fact that you need time to do your own thing. And I feel like we're also not accepting of that as much. And I always like valued you when you would say that because you've always been a person that's like, listen, because I feel like we get so <laughs> as Dana's friends. <laughs> I'm speaking on the behalf of Dana's friends, guys. Hopefully that's OK. <laughs> as the Dana friend, friend group member. We're so used to you always being on and always being like that life of the party and always like Mm -hmm. keeping us going and different things like that, that I feel like we honestly, like sometimes I do forget like, Hey, no, she needs time for herself too. And you Mm -hmm. would say that, like, listen, I need to take a 20 minute nap. Yes. Get myself together. Like, you know, not all of us do that. Not all of us are just wanting to be on, on, on all the time. And Mm -hmm. then we sit back and we realize days later that we're just sitting in a room in a corner staring off into space. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling my best. I feel like I suck. I don't know why. And it's because you're not taking that time to recharge. Yes. And being vocal about it. I, that's the thing. Also being vocal about it. Like, no, unfortunately I can't do that right now because I, you don't have to say, oh, I need time for myself. If you don't want to explain yourself because you don't owe anybody anything. Right. 
Right. Um, well, I mean, do we not really own you? Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I guess it depends on the person. That's part of that self-reflection. Think about it when you're reflecting and asking yourself the hard questions. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I think that is, that's so true. Um, yesterday, my friend actually told me I'm the queen of happiness. I've had other friends tell me I'm the queen of self-care, the queen of no. And I honestly think... <clears throat> That's how I'm able to stay so balanced. That's how I am able to be on and be that extroverted. But I also know when to pull it back in and like, I'm sorry, guys, I can't do it tonight. I'm not leaving my house today. So with that being said, part of getting out of that funk is actually spending time alone. And like Michelle said, recharge. Because as you were talking, I got the vision of like a a vase, right? Like you're so, you're filled to the brim and you're pouring out to all these people. You're pouring out and you're not expecting anything in return. But then once you get to the place where there's nothing left in you, you just need an opportunity to fill back up so that you can be your best self. You can be the person that's giving freely, whether it's your time, your energy, your financial resources, whatever. It's just, When you're depleted, it's a hard space to be in. So you need that alone time to recharge, like you said, Michelle, and sort of get yourself together back to uh, where you want to be. So another tip, I know we just talked extensively about spending time alone so that you can fill back up and you can spend some time reflecting. I also think there's value in grabbing lunch with a friend or grabbing drinks with a friend who knows you well. That way you're not under pressure to perform. You don't have to be on. You're in a safe space with someone who knows you well, who loves you and can just be. I think a good meal fix a lot of things and so does good company. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good. Friends can, the right friends, I would say, can definitely help you get out of a funk as well because sometimes we just want to laugh. Sometimes we just want someone to talk to that we can trust. Yes. All of the things. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, all of the things. All of the things. So I think that's a great tip as well because if that's if that will be a good way for you to get yourself out of something and it's someone that you trust and someone you know you can share with, or even if you don't necessarily want to share that you are in a funk, but you just feel like you want to be around someone and be comforted, mm-hmm. that's a great a great tip. So don't ever feel like you have to be stuck in a funk by yourself if that's something yeah. you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So that's all that we have for you guys as far as couch therapy. We really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, Rants and Revelations is a girl talk podcast. So we're here to make you feel like you're hanging out with your friends, you're drinking wine, you're talking about life, you're laughing. So I think that we want to continue doing these couch therapy sessions. What do you think, Michelle? A hundred percent. I think it's going to be great. Uh, We definitely want to hear all of your submissions. And like Dana said, and like our disclaimer, you know, that you mentioned as well, is that although we are not licensed professionals in terms of therapy or like providing any of that licensed mental health, medically sound, I guess I should say advice, (laughs) we definitely can still give our opinion and our advice and just kind of share with you how we would do something if you guys value that. Hopefully you do. So if you'd like to submit your own couch therapy question, please be sure to DM us at rantandrevelations.tv on Instagram. 
or you can email us at rantandrevelations.tv at gmail.com and we'll be sure to give you next steps regarding how you can submit your topic because we would love to hear you and be able to play your voice as well so everyone can kind of feel included. I don't know. Let us know if you like that. I feel like this is this is this is good. I liked it. Yeah. I agree. I liked it too. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing this some more. And with that being said, we never end an episode without a revelation. So should we kick that off? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. That was a lot. <laughs> I would say that my revelation from this episode is that we all have bad days and we all need some time to ourselves to recharge And you don't always have to feel the pressure to be on. You don't have to feel the pressure of oversharing on social media, whatever is needed for you to be your best self. So you can care for yourself and care for the people that you have influence over. You need to do that. And that's perfectly okay. No explanation is required. That's really good. That's really, really good. Uh, For me, I would say my revelation is to uh, be vocal If you are in a space where you do need some time to yourself, whether you're going to spend some time speaking to a therapist or you're just like not in the best of moods and someone is requiring a lot out of you, um, you can be vocal and say, hey, you know, I'm stepping away from this for a little bit or I need some time to just recharge for a sec or whatever it may be that'll kind of help you. So like Dana said, if you don't want to give an explanation, you don't have to, but you can just be a little bit more vocal instead of just taking everything on and feeling like you need to be able to be there for everyone all the time at 100% capacity. And then yeah. also just making sure that you accept the fact that you are going through something. Don't always feel the need to sweep something under the rug. Don't ever feel the need to always just shoot yourself down and be like, oh, well, I don't even want to figure out why I'm going through this. I'm just going through something like, no, let's spend some time learning ourselves a little bit more. Let's be a little bit more intentional about understanding who we are as people individually, because that'll help us so much for ourselves, our relationships, friendships, everything. So you so good. So good. Ladies, please. And gentlemen, please do not feel the pressure of wearing that superwoman, Superman cape. It's not worth it. Like, My mom always said, if you're not here to do that job, they will replace you quickly. So take care of yourself first. Yes. Contrary to popular, period. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to all the affirmations that you've told yourself, I mean this in the sweetest way possible. You are replaceable. Dang. So. (laughs) Womp, womp, womp. I'm not trying to be harsh about it, but I think if we all had that mindset, we would realize, wow, I'm replaceable. If I can't do it, they'll find someone else to do it. If I can't do it, it will be taken care of. It will be it will be done. So that way you don't carry around all this pressure of having to save the day. Mm, that's deep. I've never and thought of it that way. That's deep. <laughs> What's the type of way I, I like kind of like sat back in my seat like mm. <laughs> I feel like you just came for me. <laughs> ah, Dana's gonna replace me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm replaceable. <laughs> Girl, no, never. Please don't like take me serious, but don't like you know, you'll be able to tell with me when to take me serious and when not to. <laughs> I'm a joke, but I'm not like <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, y'all. Again, this is such a fun uh, episode to record. We really hope that you found some value in this. You know, we love a good recap. So accept that you're going through something. Spend some time alone and don't be afraid to be vocal about needing help or needing that time alone and maybe even spending time with a loved one. Thank you so much for listening to Rants and Revelations. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram, rantsandrevelations.tv, and let us know what you're thinking. What are some things that you do when you're having a difficult day and you're going through a funk? Thank you again to all of our listeners. We love you guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye, guys. Bye.